This is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. This is Kristen. And Sammy. And today we're going to talk about something that we are reintroducing uh, here at Holistic Heart. So we're excited about that. Sammy and I were talking about, you know, all the different topics that we could discuss, what felt like the right thing to bring in or felt like a fun thing to bring in. And this just feels really timely because uh, we're bringing it back here at at HH, like I mentioned. So we're going to talk today about expressive arts, their role in therapy, uh, using expressive arts therapeutically, and many other things uh, about how expressive arts can be part of your healing journey. I know I've gotten so much out of, uh, including expressive arts in my journey. We'll get into that for sure. But to start, Sammy, do you want to just give us a little bit of info, a little background on just like what expressive arts is and how we use it in therapy? Definitely, definitely. So expressive arts is something I'm so super passionate about. I think it's um, it's not something that we talk about a lot. And I, I think I want to start off by saying oftentimes when I share about this, it seems to be a little bit like it's almost ostracizing because if if art you know the word art is there right yeah. and a lot of times when people hear art and myself um as someone who identifies as an artist mm-hmm. I have a specific feeling about that too so to get out of the way specifically when we're talking about expressive arts we're not talking about fine arts we're really talking about getting to the expression part of our human experience and exploring how this can really be such a healing modality. Um, So when we're applying expressive arts, I think specifically to start off with, it's a very multimodal approach. Sometimes people are more familiar with art therapy in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And expressive arts is almost like all-encompassing. So there's art therapy, there's movement therapy, there's drama therapy. Expressive arts therapy, expressive arts just in general, encompasses the multimodal approach of music, image making, movement, um, all kinds of, I think when we even say music, it doesn't even just have to be music like traditionally what we think of there. It's just making sounds, Sounds, understanding that we can make sound with our hands, with our voices, Mm -hmm. and and that that's all an expressive, um, a, a form of expression. Yeah. And just to like backtrack super briefly, the reason why Sammy, so Sammy is of course talking to us uh, because she's hosting the podcast with me, but also talking to us about this particular topic because she is our sort of resident expressive arts facilitator um, and she does lead expressive arts workshops here at the center. Um, and this is sort of her realm of expertise on our, our team. So uh, we're hearing from her specifically and hopefully in the future we'll get to talk to some of our other team members about some of the things that they do which will be really great um so leaning into sammy's expertise here and just hearing from her experience in it is exciting yes a little known fact that we'll get into a little bit later but expressive arts is actually the reason that i know Kristen. yeah that's right that's right (laughs) um but yes i thank you for doing that so i think it is um 
the understanding of where this is kind of all coming from. And I'll go a little bit more in depth for why um, expressive arts was kind of brought into my own personal journey Mm -hmm. in a bit. But to just kind of so that when we're both referring to expressive arts, you understand what it is. The primary purpose of this is to allow yourself to understand um, your, let's just say the human condition and all that is encompassed within that, but specifically like emotional experiences through another um, lens. Mm -hmm. So when I I talk to clients about this a lot, when we look at emotions, let's just say, oftentimes we think of emotional expression through words. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but I know oftentimes when I'm experiencing any form of emotion, it can be really hard to actually identify what that is through a word Mm. or to find a word that feels like it's adequately expressing what that is. Sure, language is limited, right? Absolutely. Yep, language when we're talking about um, words, I think. And so I like to talk about too, language can be our movement, right? So I'm just mm-hmm. in like communication sure. when we're talking about language, yeah. not just the words that you're saying, but your tone of voice, your um, body language, facial expressions, all of these things. So not only those are typically the things that we're, let's say, reading from another person, but the way in which we're experiencing those things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So an example of something that um, perhaps if you're a client of mine, you've maybe experienced this <laughs> or you've maybe um, heard of this in general or this may be brand new, but oftentimes I'll um, guide a client or anyone kind of going through this work to just kind of close your eyes, identify an emotion or a feeling, a sensation in your body, and ask yourself, what does this look like? Mm-hmm. What color is this? And um, we can just talk about what comes up. We can create an image of this. We can create a sound based on this. We can um, create some movement. And it allows you to experience this internal experience through an externalized way. Mm. So it's this process of making the unconscious conscious, finding a way to express ourselves. Love that. You know, that's one of my favorites. Yes. Um, and I, what I'm really hearing, Sammy, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I think so much of sort of, I'll say, quote unquote, traditional therapy or talk therapy, if you will, is very... Um, cognition focus, very thought focused. And what I'm hearing you describe is much more of an embodied experiential approach Mm -hmm. to, um, understanding your emotional experience in a, in a, from a different perspective, from that sort of embodied perspective. Yes. It's very much an experiential process and you, you may, you know, hear me continue to say the word process. Mm -hmm. And one of the most important things to remember about expressive arts, when we're talking about it through this lens is that it is process over product. Mm. So there's absolutely no right or wrong way of going about expressive arts, which I myself have a very hard time with because it's like, you know, if if I'm taking someone through an expressive arts exercise or a workshop, I often say, you know, here's this great thing that you could try or you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we're so used to, I think, in our society and culture, understanding that we're, there's going to be step by step things that we have to go through and that there is a specific outcome that we're supposed mm-hmm. to get to. And the whole purpose of this of expressive arts is to focus on not the product, not the outcome, but the process of how we get to that. Mm. And that's really where the um, insight development can come from with the introspection because we're focusing on the process. Mm. I even hear like 
connection with um, intuition and inner knowing, right? Is like that sense of if there's not a right or wrong way to do it, or there's not a step by step to follow, then I really have to lean in a little bit mm-hmm. or a lot of it yes. to to see what, just notice what comes through um, and yes. be present to what is there rather than sort of taking directive um, maybe from the outside in. So that can, I, I can see how that would be so incredibly valuable. Absolutely. Well, and to kind of go back to the exercise that I was talking about in terms of identifying a color, let's say to emotion, a lot of times when I bring this up and perhaps you're experiencing this right now and you're like, what the heck is she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember learning about emotions and colors yeah. at all at any point what in time. What color is my, yeah. <laughs> right? And so recognizing for yourself too that you know you and I could both be feeling let's say a similar emotion close our eyes go through that the color could be different and I'm going to say it's not could be it's going to be different it's going to look different the imagery will look different and that that doesn't mean that one is right or wrong Mm -hmm. right it's just I love what you pulled out there the intuition piece Mm -hmm. it's allowing yourself to intuitively be led through that and I find a lot of times when I bring this up although people may at first be like what is the point of this like where are we going There's when we allow ourselves to just lean in, it's actually a very organic process. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of information there. I think we like, I know I can get in my head about it. Like, um, where am I going to go? Where am I going to end up? Or where is this headed? Or, you know, I like to know what to expect. So that's one of my favorite ways to keep myself safe. So I try to, uh, you know, sort of anticipate. But I find that when I lean in, I actually, there's, I might think like, oh, there's not going to be much here. Um, And then I lean in and there's actually quite a bit of information. It's like, I don't know what freaking color I'm feeling right now. And then it's like, oh, well, there's actually quite a bit of color coming forward. Or I have a lot, a very strong um, sense of this feeling, or I have a very strong sense of this sensation. Um, And so I do personally myself notice that when I'm actively attending inward for yeah I have to give it a little bit it doesn't come up right away for me um but that that stuff really is there waiting for our attention right oh and that's the process really of leaning in Mm -hmm. and um trusting the process of it and um this is where too when we're talking about maybe the difference between expressive arts than when you've heard art therapy or music therapy there's an integration piece, the multimodal approach, um, as it's often referred to, is utilizing multi, multiple modes of expression. So, you know, we could do the, the embodiment. I find that it's there's always an embodied, embodied element of it, whether or not sure. there's movement, but it may be, okay, we'll close our eyes, listen to a particular song, connect with what that brings up for you, maybe create an image from that or create some set of movement. And when I say movement, this doesn't have to mean dance. Mm-hmm. It can certainly mean dance, and maybe that's how you um, kind of relate to it. But I also think it can bring up some of those, um, if you're a fellow perfectionist, um, <laughs> it can bring up some of those kinds of like, oh, no, I, I, I don't do that, though, because I'm not a dancer or mm-hmm. musician or artist. And I actually find that oftentimes, I don't want to say that it's easier, mm-hmm. But there are different experiences when it comes to expressive arts for those who maybe have a propensity or connection to fine arts or um, performing performing arts or things like that than maybe if you're someone who does not identify as an artist or have experience in these things. And it presents challenges, but it also presents different benefits for everybody. We're all on the spectrum of human experience. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I think certainly for myself, I think when it comes to the movement aspect, not so much with image making, um, for me, cause I don't, I don't consider myself a fine artist in imagery at, at all on any way. So I'm not, the expectation is low for me there. So I'm okay with that. Uh, but I do find for myself with movement, um, there's not so much a perfectionist, although I certainly have that in me. It's, uh, sometimes like a self-consciousness almost that comes up. It's just like, mm-hmm. a, do I look ridiculous? And the answer is like, yes, totally you do. And it's so valuable. And like, who freaking cares? Like, mm-hmm. so there's that piece. And then I think there's also, um, the experience of, of liberation around that, of like, of that, like, well, yeah, so, so what? Like, mm-hmm. and so if I'm dancing around my living room or I'm, you know, moving in a way that feels intuitive to me and it looks ridiculous from the outside, like, what, what is, what does that matter? You know, and sort of allowing yourself the freedom to explore, um, in ways and not, and that to me brings up the theme of, uh, letting the outside inform the inside so often and sort of switching that in an empowered way and allowing the inside to inform the outside and how that can shift things in like a a very healing way. So, well, and what I'm hearing is like, there's two elements of something that you were saying just now is that the process of, like I was saying earlier, that language do, is can feel really limiting in terms of exploring our mm. emotions, but also processing and expressing them. Yeah. And so whether it be perhaps you, you know how you're feeling, but you don't know how to get it out of you. And so externalizing this can be really helpful in doing that. And sometimes it's like, oh, it's because there wasn't a word. Mm. There's not a word that describes this that can feel really limiting versus being able to explore in a, also, I like to say multi-sensory way. You're yeah. really um, utilizing all of your senses through all of this. In addition to that, if you're connecting with an emotion or a feeling, sensation, whatever it may be that's coming up for you, and you're having a hard time connecting to it or understanding it, it inherently, through the exploration piece, helps you to deepen your understanding by simply giving you another perspective of it. Mm. When it's not up, you know, in your head, I was going to say up here, you can't see what I'm doing. (laughs) Um, But when it's not all just like within your mind's eye, let's say, we allow ourselves to express that, again, whether that be through, and when I say image, making I want to be specific this doesn't mean that we have to be drawing a picture it could be a line right it could be a shape oh yeah it could be a dot you know whatever (laughs) that is right um and oftentimes I like to to um add like a a writing piece or some other way of processing again through words Mm -hmm. but it can help to create a bridge almost between that embodied exploration of expression and then um expressing it in I guess more traditional human communication Mm. through the through language um and the spoken word yeah and that integration that happens sort of between the so I'm hearing a couple of things like that embodied experience and the importance of so sometimes we get stuck in our head and we're only talking through the story of something which can have value of course and also moving into the experience of that story and allowing like you know I always think of emotions as energy that needs to move through and so when we are only um, intellectually and cognitively addressing our story and not living and expressing our story um, like I feel like that emotional energy like needs a place to go and so whether it's a dot or a line on a paper or a certain movement with your arm or a certain sound that you're making uh, it gives like you were saying Sammy that outward expression of something that's an internal experience and and I think becomes an outlet for it right mm-hmm. in a way um, and then the the language to my understanding the way that I've seen you teach it in workshops and correct me if I'm wrong um, 
is almost like it's like we take then that embodied experience and that expression and the being in and we um, add add our analytical mind, our logical mind to yeah. the process after we d- allowed ourselves to sort of dive deep into being with it and yes. being in it. And then we allow ourselves to maybe sort of describe or label and that that helps like sort of further the integration. Is that right? I feel Absolutely. Like that's yes. totally Definitely. from you. I'm just like yes. reiterating what I've heard you say. Exactly. Yes. And it's like the process is just the leaning in and trusting. And that takes time. It takes time to develop that. And this can all feel really foreign. Um, but it's the process of leaning in and trusting versus trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and, and allowing the... I'm going to say quote unquote answer, but it doesn't necessarily need to be the answer, but the guidance towards whatever it is that you're working through. And maybe what I'm really speaking to is clarity here. So yeah. this clarity yeah. and um, deep in understanding is li- like just trusting the process that you, you will be led to that. And that that's not a place um, that has this predetermined answer mm-hmm. because when we're trying to process through something as if this kind of takes me back to fine arts or for me, um, my kind of journey through expressive arts and self-expression really started um, at, in dance. And so, you know, I go through, go into a plie or into a ballet class. There's only one way to do a plie. There's, you know, and it's like yeah. you understand the right and wrong ways. You're going to be taught that. And, and there's, um, you know, a result to that. And that's where I think sometimes it can be really hard. Honestly, whether or not you identify as an artist or someone who's had experience or not, um, I think the perfectionism is something that runs rampant, right? Mm -hmm. And so if that's something that you're still striving to do something in the quote-unquote correct way, intentionally stepping into a practice where there is actually no correct way of doing it can help to challenge those self-limiting behaviors and thoughts that you may have yeah and also it sounds like uh which I love challenging like cultural conditioning almost Mm -hmm. right like the idea that like there's a certain way to do it then we get you know like you just said about the plie like you all be taught the way to do it and so I love the and there's value in that of course um and also I love the idea of flipping things so that you are learning from yourself and it's not an outward conditioning of a result, but it's an inner exploration and seeing what comes through. Um, How fun. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think um, something that Kristen and I think could be helpful in describing this is now that you've got a little bit of more of an idea of kind of the concept of what expressive arts is and how it can show up in therapy and why it can be such a helpful tool in healing and understanding yourself through this Mm -hmm. self-discovery process um to kind of share a little bit of our own journeys Mm -hmm. through with expressive arts but also just what self-expression is to each of us and how that presents because after talking a lot, <laughs> we talk a lot, but also just specifically today, um, we have very different relationships and it presents in very different ways in each of our experiences. Very much so. Yeah. So Sammy and I, although we get along really well, it's just lovely and very different uh types of people I think and so our relationship to um, expressive arts and how it feels for each of us is different and I think maybe talking through each of our experiences in a, in you know sort of briefly might help um, I feel like most people maybe could hopefully see themselves in one or the other of us or somewhere you know along the spectrum of what we present here today absolutely do you want to go first sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like I was saying um 
I've always really enjoyed self-expression in terms of like when I was younger, art was always my favorite class. It was a really big part of my education growing up. Um, and then I was about 10 when I started dancing. And that was something um, I originally that was my career path. And the expressive arts element really came into this because when I got to college, I realized that it wasn't something that I wanted to pursue at a professional level, the, the dance part specifically, but I did not want to step away from the, the, the beauty and the um, healing power that I really saw and experienced through creative expression. So for me, dance in particular was just kind of a modality that I um, am particularly connected to if you've ever seen me in person and Kristen sees it right now I talk a lot with my hands like movement is just a natural part of me um and so I was really looking for something that incorporated that 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 space where you know when you don't know the words to, to express yourself you can just step into something for me that was like moving my body stepping into that was such a helpful and um powerful healing tool for me for so many different um, stages in my life and you know I've always dabbled in other elements of art too but movement specifically and in college I happened upon an expressive arts class mm -hmm. and I was just like um what incorporating <laughs> all of these things this is amazing and at this point I had already determined that um, psychology was something I was really interested in so I actually found the program that um, Kristen and I both met each other in. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and that was really, I think, where my, my relationship with expressive arts specifically started. And just to be able to see, to witness the program in particular really takes you through your own journey. And to be able to have witnessed that and, um, you know, from my higher self perspective, but also in a really embodied way, I think is just, it's helped me to understand how broad expressive arts can really be in mm -hmm. terms of meeting meeting you where you are mm -hmm. if you're willing to step into that for yourself mm -hmm. it's really something that can um meet your needs yeah absolutely it definitely has been um really transformative aspect of my own journey for sure uh, and sort of unexpectedly so and so when I say that um, Sammy and I are pretty different. I really was just thinking of the aspect of like, I see Sammy as very creative. Um, I see her like as just like a creative person and, you know, um, self-identifying as an artist. And I don't experience myself that way uh, at all. And yet um, through knowing Sammy and learning from her, she's taught me that like everyone is uh, expressive and everyone is creative. And so I can see, which is really interesting and, and valuable how my creativity, it just expresses itself a little bit differently. Like I um, am creative with ideas. I'm a very mental, cognitive person. So um, I wouldn't necessarily think of, for everyone who knows me, I wear like all black all the time. So I'm not like expressing myself through like vibrant color necessarily um, or that kind of thing. But I have a lot of creativity in me um, and that we're, you know, something that Sammy's taught me is that we're all expressing all the time and we can learn through um, sort of observing that expression a little bit more about who we are as we watch ourselves express, uh, if we can develop that level of insight and self-awareness. So that has been so helpful. Um, and I, I owe that self-awareness piece to Mary. Um, and, and I, though, as someone who identifies as a little bit more um, thinking-based, thought-based, right, intellectual, my approach to therapy as, as a therapist is more insight-focused. Um, it's more 
you know, the uh, concepts of the unconscious and the, you know, themes and patterns. And so I'm very much in this mental uh, space a lot of the time. I like to read. Um, I like to consider ideas. I like to create ideas. So um, being intellectual in an intellectual space about my uh, emotional experience is really easy for me. Um, that feels natural. And the embodiment piece of expressive arts and bringing myself into feeling um, and into expressing and observing uh, is really quite challenging for me. So I notice that I absolutely know, like logically know, and Sammy, I'm sure you probably run into this with your clients maybe, um, but I absolutely intellectually know the value of doing this work. I see the benefits. Of course, like we, I, we have the center, we are bringing, we bring it in for our clients because I know I like to my core, how important this work mm. is. And also still, you know, like 10 years in, I'm Every time I feel this sense of just a little apprehension, a little bit of resistance of like, oh gosh, I'm not sure what I'm going to find here. Um, for me, intellectualizing feels like there's more control. It's a place that I'm used to. It's a little bit removed, so it feels a little safer. And that dropping in place feels so vulnerable. Um, and there's so much there, which is lovely. But it also, just to be totally transparent for everyone who's listening... Even still now, I, I will challenge myself to do it and I get a lot out of it, but it does, I do still feel that sort of little catch of like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I love that you brought that up. I appreciate your vulnerability there. And, and I'm also grateful that I was able to impact you yes. in that way. But um, I think there's something to be said too about if this is something that you um, ever choose to explore or something that you're actively exploring, to honor that like resistance that comes up. Mm -hmm. Like I even, even though this is something I say all the time that we're all expressive beings. When I heard you reflect that just now, I even hear the like, or feel that like pit at the stomach, like, no, I'm not necessarily. And like, I identify as yeah, a very right, expressive right. being, right? <laughs> and so I think, and I have seen that on many people's faces, whether mm -hmm. it be a client in a one-on-one -on -one session or in, you know, multiple workshops that I've um, facilitated around expressive arts. When I say that, that everybody is expressive. Everybody can do expressive arts. There's that like energetic pushback, right? Or that look, that kind of like, <laughs> suddenly crosses everyone's face of like, what is this chick talking about, right? And then, and allowing yourself to just step in and that when you're feeling the resistance or when it feels a little bit uncomfortable or weird, that, that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. I, I actually would say that like, you're really stepping into the process that that is, it yeah that's all well certainly for me when I reflect and I'm sure it's different for everybody but um there's a certain level of discomfort in experiencing certain emotions and so I think that's what the for me the apprehension is like I think it's just so human that we like to we try to avoid discomfort and so the idea of moving towards something that could potentially feel uncomfortable and even if it's only uncomfortable because it's new and unfamiliar um just that you know idea of putting yourself in a slightly uncomfortable position I think is what for me at least, is part of that, like mm -hmm. just hesitance to Absolutely. engage. And so yep. you know, like sort of bring yourself over that hump. Yes. 
and that's something I think is cool about expressive arts is if there's one modality that is just like, no, this doesn't feel safe. I feel uncomfortable about that. You can ease in. Mm. Maybe there's something where there's a little bit more, um, you know, familiarity with image making versus the movement piece. Allow yourself to ease into that. And, and movement could be like picking up your hand and just twirling around your wrist. It doesn't have to be like getting up and performing this huge movement piece, right? So allowing yourself to take things in. When I say leaning in, I know I say that a lot, so I'm going to give you a little bit more of a description of what I mean. It's just knowing that you don't have to step fully into that. You can just kind of say like, okay, let's just explore. I always kind of think about it as like just peeking around the corner a little bit. Like, oh, what's this? Mm-hmm. Just taking a little bit of a nibble. You don't have to take a full bite of the whole thing. And and allow yourself to to ease in in a way that feels comfortable, but again, challenging at the same yeah, time. That edge of yes. like not unsafe, but oh, uncomfortable might be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like noticing where that edge is. Definitely. Yeah, and I love. I've seen you lead that also, Sammy. Where it's like. Yeah, you can sort of read the energy of the room. Like, there's a little hesitance, right? And so you just start with a very small movement of, like, moving your left wrist, say, for example. How does your left wrist want to move? And um, I find it so interesting that once we start to do that, you know, you sort of notice that your whole arm maybe starts to move a little bit more naturally. And so it's just that what will allow you to step in and then know that you have control over how far you go and what what you choose to experience yes. in that moment yes well our bodies are so wise and and to go back to what we were saying earlier it's an embodied process and a process of trust mm. and so when we can start to just lean in a little bit and trust that our body will take us, us through and yeah. guide us it does it takes a little bit of like analytical like oh um, maybe permission to mm. step out of that, right? Mm-hmm. If, especially if that's a space that you're in a lot or maybe you're in a space of creating for the sake of a specific product. That may be also something where we have to take that hat off. I like to refer to it as that. Like, we don't have to take it away. We're just going to take that hat off for sure. right now and step into a different experience. I love that. Yeah. So, Sammy, how can we, like, if, if someone's listening and they are interested in expressive arts and they're like, I want to do this, or like, I don't want to do this, but I feel like I should do this and it would be good for me, um, and so I sort of want to do it, uh, what are some ways that people might access it? So I know, of course, we have it here. Um at HH, and if, but if so, if they're either a client here or a client somewhere else, or just what are some ways that, that we might bring either expressive arts or even self-expression uh, into our lives a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Well, I think um, first and foremost, whether you're a um, client here at HH or elsewhere, always talking to your therapist about this. We we sort of touched on this in a different. Um, through a different lens in our last episode, but identifying that this is something that you're interested in exploring Mm -hmm. with your therapist. Mm -hmm. Many therapists have, um, whether they have personal experience in this or will have some kind of awareness around it, may have resources, um, but being able to bring this up so that you can also kind of process where it's coming from, why that, why this could be really supportive for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know if you are one of our clients, um, many of our therapists are trained in expressive arts. Um, and so if you're not lucky enough to be one of Sammy's one-on-one clients, we do have other providers here also who do expressive arts in session. And Sammy does uh, lead a workshop, of like an expressive arts in-person workshop here at the center that we're really excited to be bringing back. Yes. So that's wonderful. Um, and that's the first one's going to be tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm so, so excited to 
be able to be in person and share this energy um, with all of my participants who join me. Um, there's really something that can be powerful about sharing the space with others. Yeah. And I think it's it's this is a really sacred and personal process. So it's not anything like I, I, I always really try to hold space for sharing and processing externally, like talking about it as it feels safe for you. I know some people find it really helpful to process out loud. Some find it really helpful to just be around others who are creating and expressing in that way. Um, and there's also magic in holding your own space for doing that as well. So if that's something that you're interested in doing at home, even if you just have any kind of um, like a writing utensil and a pad of paper, kind of what I was talking about earlier, close your eyes and just identifying what am I feeling right now? Mm. What color does that look like? What kind of imagery does that look like? And we can start from there, perhaps drawing a picture. What kind of movement does that look like based on the picture? Um, and adding on, you may you know, spend some time writing about what that experience was like for you. All kinds of different things. And so maybe that's something specifically you want to bring to your therapist and ask, you know, is this something that we can try? Because there's something about having space held for you too, where you can maybe focus it more on something that's been presenting for you in session or you know whatever feels like it could be really um, beneficial and meeting you where you are in your journey what a nice exercise I love that idea and I think that's something we could all try if you're interested even if you want to do that on your own I think that's you know sort of uh intro level enough that intuitive enough that you can sort of uh work with that yourself if you're not maybe in therapy right now um and you want to just explore this modality uh, so thank you for sharing that with us yeah, Sammy. absolutely and if you are a client of ours um we also have videos of expressive arts exercises in our virtual support center. So if you're feeling like, I sort of want to get to a feel for this before I bring it up to my therapist, like I'm not sure if I want to do this with somebody else just yet, or I'm not sure I want to put myself on the hook to do this just yes. yet, um, you can explore from uh, the safety of behind the screen uh, through our videos on the virtual support center as well, if that's something that's interesting to you. And you, most of them are pretty short, so you can sort of fit them into your day if that's something that that you're looking to explore definitely they're they're like little nuggets little tastes of things too mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be this huge you know sitting down and taking hours to do it certainly it can be but it can be a quick little exercise too yeah and then you can if you if you are moved by something that you do you can bring you can do the exercise outside of session um, and bring what comes up for you into session I know that um, we do like we do the workshops here at the center sometimes we have you know groups or series that we do and oftentimes people will participate in those things and then bring what they're learning about themselves into their one-on-one -on -one sessions I think it enriches things um, so much the work that you can do with your provider one-on-one mm -hmm. uh, -on -one because you're doing this sort of like excavating kind of work in between sessions, which is really nice also. Yes. Um. Well, thank you so much, Sammy, for telling us about expressive arts. I and talk about this forever. Self-expression <laughs> and all the good stuff. Um, we appreciate your expertise and your knowledge. And thank you again. Yes, thank you for listening. <laughs>